When you're a parent, well, you know there's going to be an endless list of jobs to do. You'll try washing with soap and bleach and lava, but your hands will always smell of someone's poo. And when I've done 500 jobs, it just gets replaced with 500 more. I'd like to be a man who gets to sleep in his own bed, not someone else's floor. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. But apparently not as tired as my wife. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. But I wouldn't change a thing about my life. Hi there, my name's James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, for the first time ever, I'm going to try and answer a question that I received from someone who's listened to one of my podcasts on Facebook. I set up this podcast about a year ago because I genuinely want to create an online community that supports parents, probably specifically dads and probably specifically dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you're interested in or you'd like to support my podcast, please follow it. Or if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. And when I say that I want to set up a podcast that generally supports parents, I'm not just saying that to come across all progressive or that then my podcast might appeal to a larger percentage of viewers and therefore getting more downloads and maybe selling more books and getting a bit of extra money and being able to afford an office in my garden that's big enough that I can have an area to put down my spongy mats that my wife keeps complaining about being put under the bed. Okay, there may be an element of that, but I do generally want to try and support mums and dads if I can. And although a lot of the content I create is because I'm trying to think what will appeal to mums and dads, what is interesting, what to mums and dads want to know and the first year I'll be honest it's been a bit quiet I've asked lots of times will people comment is there something in the podcast that you liked you didn't like you had a comment on and it's been a bit been a bit tumbleweed quiet but finally thanks to a nice lady from Brighton I've got a message on Facebook that I'm going to read out I'm going to keep her anonymous because I haven't checked whether or not she wants her name read out but she knows who she is and I really appreciate your comment Hi James, I had a listen to the 19 Secrets Woman Want to Know episode, saw it on Raising Brighton, that's good. My honest feedback would be it felt slightly underwhelming, I really don't mean that rudely. Fair enough. If I'm going to continue to ask for people's feedback, I've got to do something with that feedback. And people who've asked for feedback just because it sounds like it's something you should do haven't really got the idea. The fact that a nice lady has taken the time out of her day, and I imagine time is as valuable to her as it is to everyone, has taken time out of the day not only to listen to my podcast, which hoping people might do can feel like pushing water uphill most of the time. The fact that she's done that and then felt inspired enough to actually comment and give me some feedback is really kind. And not that I'm pretending to be some sort of social media warrior spokesman, but if you've ever listened to a podcast or watch a YouTube video and someone asks you for feedback and you actually do have some feedback, give them some feedback. They will really appreciate it. Anyway, sorry for going off on a tangent, back to the message. The majority of the secrets I felt most adult men are fully aware of, and if they're not engaging with them, it's out of choice or laziness, not because they just didn't know that women want you to listen to them. That's a fair point. I would challenge it that I think quite often men are scared to make mistakes. And yes, there will be men out there who are rubbish at doing housework, are rubbish at carrying an equal share of the really boring housework, childcare jobs that maybe, yes, if you were in your 30s or like me in my 40s, you may have watched your mum do traditionally the lion's share of the childcare and the housework. So that's a fair point. 
But in defence of that, situations have changed. And my dad, when he was alive and I used to go up with the kids, always used to say to me that he was amazed at how hands-on both me and my brother were when it came to actually looking after our children. Whether that's changing nappies, genuinely just looking after their health and safety, doing bath times, doing the nurturing. And he said that it was something that basically he didn't do when he was a dad. Or probably because my mum worked so hard, didn't have to do when he was a dad. That's not to say my dad didn't work very hard. It's just their roles were a bit more black and white. Five days a week, he would have left the house at six in the morning to go to the office and wouldn't return till about six or seven that evening, having been in the office all day. And in that, I think that human beings as a species evolved to their environment and the circumstances they find themselves in. Being a dad in 2023 is not what being a dad in 1983 was. In the same way, being a mum nowadays is not what it was like for my mum. And I often think because things aren't black and white, is where you get the confusion. Maybe in that I have an inbuilt memory of my dad being the financial provider, maybe there's some part of my DNA where I feel that's what I should be doing. And therefore, anything that isn't that feels a bit alien. And maybe for women who have a career, but also watch their mothers grow up doing all of the childcare and all the nurturing, maybe have a similar feeling. Anyway, friendly email reply lady from Brighton goes on to say, I would have loved to hear things like disparity with emotional labour in relationships, but definitely within family units. I'm a little embarrassed to admit that I had to actually Google what emotional labour is, which I kind of suppose is proving her point to an extent. For anyone else who's a bit in the dark on the whole emotional labour subject, this is what the internet thinks it is. Emotional labour, it's a noun. The mental activity required to manage or perform the routine tasks necessary for maintaining a relationship and ensuring smooth running of a household or process, typically regarded as an unappreciated or unacknowledged burden borne disproportionately by women. I take that to mean the housework and the childcare. Any parents are there who maybe do an equal share of the housework and childcare and also go to work may, if they're being completely honest, admit that actually going to work is much easier than doing the housework and the childcare. Obviously, there'll be exceptions, but we're halfway through the summer holidays, and my wife, who's a teacher, is actually counting down the days until she gets to go back to work as a teacher. Not because she doesn't adore her children, but just because it's hard work. Managing a house, keeping a house clean, keeping children clean, feeding people, and not losing your sanity is really quite hard. Friendly Facebook reply lady goes on to say, The hidden load for women in regards to domestic stuff. I'm really interested in your podcast, though, and I'll definitely make time to listen to the other episodes. I think there's a huge void of friendly, accessible support for men, particularly fathers. Best of luck. Obviously, in this is the first bit of feedback I've had in a year on my podcast from someone I don't know. Probably take my opinion with a pinch of salt. But I have to say, if I was looking for the perfect feedback, was the perfect balance of friendly, actual feedback, friendly again, that's probably it. So friendly Facebook reply lady, thank you, you smashed it. And that's really helped. Now, without your reply, I wouldn't now be doing this podcast. And hopefully this podcast will create genuine comments and discussions for mums and dads, which I think is the point. The one thing I've learned, largely through making lots of mistakes of getting it wrong, is that actually the key to any relationships, be that romantic relationships or platonic relationships, is communication. If you've got good communication, you're going to be okay. If you're kind, hardworking, genuinely listening to the other person and got good communication, then you're going to be okay. As a married father of three, I think, yes, there will definitely be situations where in a lot of family units, men still feel, maybe because of how they were brought up or the family unit they grew up in, 
that there's women's work and there's men's work. There isn't. There's just work. And I certainly think that my generation and hopefully my children's generation will be even better at this, but it's still very much a work in progress. My wife would be the first to admit the job she considers dad jobs, like emptying the bin, like sorting out the car, like mowing the lawn. And that may be because she grew up in a house where those are the jobs that her dad did. And although I'm not stupid enough to actually voice this, there are probably housework and childcare jobs that I consider more of my wife's responsibility than mine. That said, I'm not foolish enough to actually list any of them now. But in that our roles as mums and dads is not exactly the same as we watched our mums and dads do. It's important to communicate that. And I get it wrong a lot. But I do generally try not to make the same mistakes again. Men and women have different things they think are important and they have different views on what they consider a want as opposed to a need. For example, women might say, you want sex, you don't need sex. I would argue that's not the case. If men and women can agree that a fundamental part of a successful relationship is communication and connection, then I think it's fair to say if a man generally feels like he needs to be intimate with his wife in order to feel connected to her and communicate his love and appreciation for her, then I think it's important for a man to feel safe to voice that. That said, I think it's also important for a woman to say, I can't just turn off and on like a tap. I need to be romanced or appreciated. And I think that's fair. The only way you're going to find that is actually saying, what do you need to feel affectionate or attracted to me? If you're a parent and in a relationship or you're married, at some point you found that person attractive. The small person screaming upstairs asking you to wipe their bottom is physical evidence of that. And quite often I think, You just need to find your way back to that place. It's not that it doesn't exist anymore. It's just that life's got in the way. It's no one's fault. It's just what it is. I really like the saying, don't dislike the player, dislike the game. What we should probably be frustrated about is the fact that we live in a society or in a world where actually it's so expensive just to survive that both adults have to work full time or at least have to work. That's probably what we should be being more frustrated at as opposed to our partners. And actually, if your partner or wife needs you to book a babysitter, take her out for a meal, or just go for a walk holding her hand, or just listening to her to feel relaxed enough and comfortable enough and happy enough to be in an emotional mindset to want to have sex, well then that's fair enough. In the same way, if your husband or boyfriend generally feels neglected or sad when you abstain from sex, and feels the longer that goes on, the more distance he feels from you, and that can have a profoundly negative effect on his mental health, then I think it's okay for him to be able to mention that without getting both barrels. In regard to comments about emotional labour, I think it's better than it was. Certainly in our household, me and my wife do, I would say, a fairly equal share of the housework. My wife still does a lot more of the childcare, but I'm definitely hands-on. There's definitely room for improvement, and hopefully as this podcast episode proves, I'm definitely open to feedback, as I imagine most men and women are, as long as it's presented in the same way that this friendly lady from Brighton's message presented in a constructive friendly manner that's all we want just want to be seen and appreciated i can't speak for all dads but that's actually all i want i want to know that what i'm doing matters and that might be a massive character flaw that i have but if i've worked really hard the last couple of hours before my wife comes home to make the house really clean and tidy to get the kids fed so that when she walks through the door potentially after a really stressful day at work that the house isn't an absolute bombsite and the kids aren't running riot And if all I need her to do for me to continue to do that is say, thanks for doing that, darling, or the house looks clean, or well done for getting that done, pathetic as it may sound to some women, if that's all it takes, just do it. Don't walk through the door and look for the one thing that he hasn't done. 
It will crush him. And don't be surprised if he then becomes quite distant and retreats into his dad cave. Anyway, this podcast is a bit different. There are no top 10 ways to do the hoovering or top date night ideas. But I'm hoping what this podcast episode might actually create is some genuine talking points. And if you liked what I'm trying to do in this podcast and you'd like me to do more like this, please let me know. And if there are certain marriage or relationship or family topics you'd like me to research, please just let me know in the comments. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide for dads on how to look after their mental health and support their partners during pregnancy. If you'd like a completely free digital copy of that book, just put your Gmail account in the comments below. All I would ask is that you give it an honest review on Amazon once you've had a chance to take a look at it. Also, if you'd be happy to join my mailing list and receive my monthly newsletter, just put your email address in the comments section below. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, a 42-week guide to pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, www.dadmindmatters.com.